040 Alpha, confirm that's bombs dropping on Mazdrak. Fucking hell! Yeah, and that Iraq tour was pretty tragic as well because we lost on it a lot. A Delta company took the brunt of There was a guy in, uh, was a guy in B company that died, or he got, was badly wounded, but um, when we moved up to Dogwood, so we're at the end of the tour, we were getting ready to come home and all that sort of stuff. Then we, we got extended to go up in, in support of the United States Marine Corps up in Fallujah because they were they were uh, conducting urgent uh, operation, urgent Phantom or something it was called, and they were like going into Fallujah to flush out all the, the insurgents. They were taking heavy casualties, so they got a, bit, a British battle group. Then went up. There was a big stink in the news about this, and like they said it shouldn't have happened. So. We were on our way to come back and we got told that no, we're going up north. So we went up north into a fob called uh, Dogwood uh, on an operation called Op Bracken. And that was quite, uh, that was good. Like, so you were just living out of the back of the warrior in this disused airbase type of place, or it was like a disused um, Iraqi army camp. Yeah, it was good. Like, we were doing like good operate, doing, doing good ops out of there. And then, who was that? Sorry, who was uh, who was the sergeant major at the time? RSM, RSM. Oh, the RSM was uh, Major Cooper. All right. Brilliant. I remember, I remember uh, watching the, I remember watching the uh, the news, and it was all the black watch. And um, when you're up in Fallujah, were you doing an outer cordon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing it through, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember. Um, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who the the sergeant major was, but I the sergeant major being interviewed by. It was like ITN or something like that, and then I could mm. see all the warriors and stuff in the background. And I was just like fucking blown away, sort of thing at the time. Um, yeah, it's probably like what kind of you know when they they do the initial bombing and it's all in the news and all that sort of stuff. It kind of I'm watching that, and then made my interest sort of like kind of died away with it because I'm you know a young kid. I'm not watching yeah. the news, but I remember when I'm starting to hear about like uh, you know stuff the Black Watcher doing. I seen this this one news report. And uh, yeah. that's what sort of piqued my interest, and from then I kind of kept, I mean, kept up with. It was a good. It was a great. Um, it was a great, a great, great tour. Like, but it was just like marred by the fact that we lost, lost a, you know, lost a few guys. Yeah. Uh, due to a suicide bombing, it was the uh, Delta Company. So the company I was in, but it was the, it was fourteen platoon, which was the pipes and drums platoon that took the brunt of it. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a shit day that like. Mm. Never forget it, Patrick. I mean, it was just down the road for me, so I was like on a. Can remember it? Remember it? Like clear, clear as day. Like we're just like, I was standing at the back of my warrior. So you know, and I don't know if you've ever been in the warrior. It was like a, a radio headset, like little boxes you could stick and you could listen to the radio. Yeah. So my guy had guys out from like all around the fence. There was a couple of guys out just observing like the flanks. The back door of the warrior was open. I had a guy at the back, just so there was like there was a little vi vineyard. So there was a guy just standing at the back, and I was just standing. I had my kit on, but I had my tin bin unthinged, and I had the, the headset was just locked underneath, and I could hear it. And then uh, all you heard was this massive explosion, like 
you looked around and you could just see like like a mushroom cloud coming up and you're like Jesus mm. you could like you could yeah it was, you know you just like that didn't sound good then you just heard the contact reports over the net and then bedlam absolute bedlam <laughs> and then it just like yeah all mounted up got all checked you know head checked all my guys got my guys in, and then we moved around and then we took up a position looking back down the, the street down the down the road. And you could hear everything. On, I mean, I could hear everything on the radio. It was like they're coming over like the the SAP numbers of the KIA, the wounded in action, and uh, you could see the Black Hawk coming down the the road. There was a horrible feeling at the end of that because we ended up going to a, going to an area. We all got back to this area. I think we went back to, to Dogwood, and everybody was just so blooming shocked. Like you know, it was horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible time. And that was probably my first, probably what clicked it into me that this shit's real eh? mm-hmm. we didn't really take it you know like guys that you knew that was it they were gone and you're kind of like wow it didn't stop there we lost somebody else after it as well yeah. so it was a bit of a bummer like it's a bit of a bummer man devastating you know, it, was like, it was hellish it was hellish like you know and it was just like the way that you know it was like a student I mean apparently like um, apparently Guys that survived it that were just you know you know yeah 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 it was just no nice mate no nice you know and it was just like young lads that was them being uh, exposed to seeing violence like that yeah you know there's a lot of you know, and don't get me wrong you know. The guys, everybody was involved in that blooming pulled a blinder, and there was a lot of bravery shown that day. And there was a, a couple of guys that received uh, bravery awards for that, and uh, quite rightfully so, because there was a lot, a lot of brave people uh, that day. Uh, some of them wounded, and still carrying out, you know, above and beyond. Awesome, and it was, yeah, pretty, you know, sad, me. Eh? Yeah. Sad, sad, sad day. But we got our, you know, then we, we ended up doing a couple of ops uh, to basically get the people that done it or to d- disrupt the, the cells that had something to do with it. Um, we lost the Fijian boy as well not long after that. That was hellish too. So Delta Company kind of took a bit of a blooming spanking, like to tell you the truth. I mean, one of the, I ended up having to get moved platoons because they were down, they were down jocks. 14 platoon were down men. They were like, probably near enough combat ineffective at one point because the amount of casualties they took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going from, I ended up moving from 15 platoon to 14 platoon. I stayed with 14 platoon right to the end. You take your full strength yeah. with you? Nah. I don't think I did, did I? Nah, I didn't. It was just me. Right. It was just me that was. Yeah, that enough jobs. They, they didn't have enough NCOs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that must have been pretty tough, like um, having to step into, you know, not, not stepping into somebody's shoes, but then take a position of, and an opportunity that's been hit so hard by an incident like that, like try to fucking motivate. Yeah, keep I the didn't really. Up and... I think I was quite, quite fortunate that I didn't really need to do that because my it turned out my sec the section I ended up taking were like there was a couple of guys already from that platoon that was like a hybrid section. So it was a composite section. So there was guys taken from primarily like everywhere. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, but it was, you know, yeah, there was guys who had lost 
couple of you know good pals and that you could you know you know you just just have to try and keep people's spirits up and get the crack with them and you know that was what you had 2004 was it you said yeah 2004 then at that time they were doing uh with like i know from just old videos and stuff like that at that time they were doing a lot of like uh uh, vehicle born IEDs is that what that was yeah it was a suicide bombing yeah yeah so yeah what was it, like it was. Drive, was it like a driving suicide yep so they were a, a VCP bog standard VCP the guy drove up bang and the fuckers the, watch, watch my language because we'll be one of my boys are sitting there but the the bomb pots filmed there and they put it on the internet so yeah, pretty shit, man. But never mind. So where am I now? So I Iraq two thousand four. What else did I do after that? Um, about your time in A Company in, in Afghan. You were in A Company, right? Yep. Um, right. So just so we put. So I'll not take up too, you know, like labour the, the point here. So after I done seniors probably. After after that tour, but it was about two thousand and six or something. It was when I done seniors. End up having to do sen- seniors twice because I broke my hand. Eh? <laughs> For fuck's sake! So I was taking cover. So you end up you see, but in seniors at the time, you went out to Malawi. What? So you went out to Malawi to do battle camp. Jeez, yeah. So I ended up doing a uh, doing two battle camps, mate. I ended up going out to Malawi twice. And now, it doesn't matter what people say. There'll be a lot of people that, if they watch this, will say, I'm, I'm fucking talking shit. I didn't fail seniors the first time. I broke my hand. Yeah. I was RTU. I was medivaced out of blooming Malawi because oh, I broke yeah. my hand. <laughs> so I just want to put that to bed. I broke my hand, lads, right? I broke <laughs> my hand. Still had to do the... Hey, still tell had them, to go down the one more time. Tell them one more time. Eh? Tell them one more time. <clears throat> I broke my hand. <laughs> I didn't feel it, right? But anyway, I passed it. No problems. And then promoted. Can't remember. I ended up doing an Iraq tour as a platoon sergeant with A Company. In oh, really? after I promoted. I was working with the Danish. That was quite strange. That was a strange tour, though. Yeah. So, yeah, it was wild. Like we ended up, we were working with a Danish battle group. The Danish at the time wouldn't do any offensive operations. They wouldn't do raids. They would do the outer cordon for raids, but they wouldn't do the they would do the 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 inner cordon of the strike group. So they had some sort of like political political or standing standing that they weren't taking in. I'm pretty sure that was the reason why I can't really. I would have to maybe ask Sean Pratt or Hendel because they were both in my platoon. They were uh, in my multiple, but I can't really. I think that was the reason. They're obviously their political agenda obviously changed later on because like in Afghanistan they were blown kinetic as fuck. Yeah. Anyway, they were cutting about in armored vehicles. So their QRF, like this is like, this is one for you, right? This is how, how weird it was. Their QRF was primarily armored vehicles. They had a blooming leopard tank in their QRF. Fucking hell. You know what you know what our QRF was? Snatches. Three snatch wagons, mate. <laughs> So, listen to this, mate. See, if we were on QRF tasking, right, they wanted to be led 
to wherever it was they were going by snatch wagons. So my snatch wagon in the center and the other two snatch wagons at the front and rear. So the rear wagon was a snatch wagon and the front wagon was a snatch wagon. But they had an armor, mate. They had armor and, and a fucking leopard tank. Mate, I'm sure it was a leopard tank. They had, I'm sure they had a tank in their QRF, mate. Or they had some sort of armored car with a, a coax, a main armor with a coax blooming weapon system. Oh, mate, what did you have? You had blooming... Jock McPlop and blowing top cover in the point wagon when LSW or LSW or something. <laughs> Excuse me. That's like you being in bed and you sending your wife down the stairs to deal with the intruder. Mate. It's fucking ridiculous. And the, thing is, and the thing is, just doing the road for us was the Lanks battle group with Warrior and Bulldog. Fuck me. <laughs> Mental. Anyway, uh, that was a good tour. Yeah, so I had two platoon. Um, and then, yeah, so up to Afghanistan in 2009. I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to take two platoon to Afghanistan. Tremendous. Up for this. I'd been, I mean, but I'd done that Iraq tour. The war and uh, the, the conflict in Afghanistan was kicking off. You know, the Paras had already been there as a battle group. The Marines after them, blah, blah, blah. I remember what, reading the newspapers about the Viking, you know, the, the Royal Anglians in there, the, the Woofers. Mm-hmm. Then the Scots gets... Uh, you know, deployment orders, right? Herrick 10, yes, nice one. So I used to, you know, watch, you know, getting ready for that. Watching like Ross Kemp in Afghanistan, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and then goes into work one day and I get told, you know, in fact, Rob, Rob Cahoon, your old boss in the recce platoon. Yeah. Major as he is now. He was my platoon commander. Yeah. And I was like, nice one, young platoon commander, get to shape of blah, blah, blah. We're going to Afghanistan. Uh, and then it turns out, nah, you're not taking the platoon to Afghanistan. You're going to support company. Eh? Yeah, there's somebody coming in to take over the platoon. It's like, wait now, what's going on here? So I ended up going to Charlie's Fire Support Company as Guns 2IC. Right. So Never been I was going to, 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 have to, have to do the, GP, the GPMG course, the GPSF course, but that was going to get put on hold. So I haven't got a clue about guns. Eh? I know how a GPM, you know, I've, I've done senior record. I know how to set up an SF gun kit. I know, how to, I know how to set up an SF gun kit. I know how to shoot a GPMG. I understand machine gun firing. I understand uh, the principles and that. don't know how to really deploy it. Yeah. Tough going. So I had to handle, handle my platoon. End up being machine guns. To IC because it was like this this group this FSG was getting formed. Are you snapping with that? Aye. I mean, oh, gosh, like... aye. I was. Yeah. I was, but then I was kind of like you know what, aye, whatever. Uh, my wife was expecting my, my oldest at the time, so it's about two thousand and eight. So we you know we got the deployment order and all that sort of stuff. So we're you know. We, we're thinking, you know, we're, we know we're going to Afghanistan, but um, we're doing all the pre-deployment, you know, the, the pre-pre-deployment stuff, you know, going to Kenya and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> so I didn't even get a chance to take two platoon to Kenya. So but I couldn't go to Kenya anyway because my wife was due around about that time. Right. But they were, they were still going to send me to Kenya. And it was thanks to my company sergeant major at the time. I, I said to him, and he goes, nah, 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 you're not going to Kenya. But then the company commander at the time was like, no, he needs to go because we're going to be doing drills. And he was like, nah, you don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. The guy needs to be home with his, his wife and his kid, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, 
I stayed rear details and then joined the, the, the FSG as they were called afterwards. And then it turned out there was an FSG going to A company and B company. I ended up going back to A company as FSG to IC. So oh, right. yeah, that was that. Kind of came around full circle and then you, so you're back. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And then, yeah, so, so it was quite good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, um, really enjoyed Afghanistan. I had, you know, it was great. It was great. Great times. Great time. Yeah. It's, um, and uh, the job role that the battalion got as well was, was that what you were expecting? In hindsight, like looking back, like the job that you ended up doing, is that what you were training to do um, prior to? Yeah. I don't think, you know, I can't really remember when they told us what, when, you know, what job we got. I can't really remember that. I, what I can remember is when we, you know, yeah, we're getting this job. So we're going to be like, a, like it was like a, an air assault battle group. But it was like working to a Canadian four star and it was blah, blah, blah. It was like, am I, am I right in saying, I think it was something like, it was like, you could call it like it was, you know, like a QRF type of thing, really. You know what I mean? Type of thing. Um, yeah, I'm glad I done that job in the ground holding. Like, I think ground holding would have been a different, would have been a different dynamic and a different history for the battle for the battalion. Because we would have taken a lot of casualties. Yeah, I think everyone that was doing ground holding, ground holding at that time was taking a lot of casualties. It was, it ended up being the the highest number of casualties in this in a one one tour period. You know, throughout the whole of the, yeah, yeah, the Afghanistan like, tour, the Afghanistan war sort. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it was bad like that 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 time. Yeah, I mean every night, every night you were getting order, we were getting orders, or we were getting a brief for the platoon commander. It was like right, another three blokes have died from the rifles. Right, another four guys have died from. Uh, I mean, there are, and it was like fucking hell, like every single night. I mean, I um, yeah, I got to know a good few people like in the rifles, and some of them were out there, and some of the stories that they were telling you, you're just like, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. you know. Like hellish, like like stuff that you would just think was in fucking hell, mate. I mean, it's like it's, it's, it's almost infamous now, but the 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 rifles company that was based in Sangin at that time, like it was, if you can remember, it was like they took a company yeah. worth of like uh, wounded in action, and I think it was like a platoon worth of dead. And the yeah, it was hellish. It was insane. And they, this is what like, does every night, right? Yeah, another four guys have been. Hitting and yeah. singing, right? Another five guys have been hitting. Nadia. It was the horror. Like, yeah, it was the, the horror story of the the rifles guys. I think it was two rifles. There, the two casualties, like like three men casualties or something. And the sergeant major was getting taking the guys back to casualties. We were going back to casualties change point with the blooming mayor. And somebody detonated the daisy chain, blooming IED. Like mm -hmm. 10, 15, 10 or twelve people got blown it, got blown whacked. Wounded, yeah. traumatic amputee, blowing bloody hell, man! You're like, what? Well, no. <coughs> we were lucky, mate. I know. Some of the that's, that's, that that's what I was just about. That's what I was just about to say. We were we were lucky, and uh, like we were fighting a lot, um, but like we were lucky that we weren't ground holding because if you're ground holding, well, we you know where you are, they know your pattern, they they know what you're going to do, and they have a lot of time to right. you know set out a fucking. A plan to to get at you and you know to to exploit you, whereas we were literally landing in a desert somewhere, tabbing the two or three k into a village, you know, overtaking a village for a fucking day, tabbing a k two k's during the night, doing another sort of stri strike early morning yeah. strike, and 
they never had a chance. They, they couldn't keep up with us almost. Um, and it was because we were going to places where there weren't really any, any forces at the time. Um, but yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, we were very lucky with the job that we got. Like, yes, very I mean, lucky. I mean, I don't, you know, it was quite, yeah. I always say that it's probably the highlight of my career. Eh? Like operationally wise, guaranteed. Like, I think anyone that was anyone that was doing part of that job would say the exact same thing. There's nothing that can get better than that in terms of like, um, literally, like, like you're fucking every single op you're doing a an air assault. Um, Company strength, air assault in a location, yeah. on tactics. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and it was like, you know, can help me. I remember uh, the air power and all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, your blooming your forward air controllers that you had attached to the companies, you know, like the stuff that they were doing. I mean, I remember, I remember being on Panjai Palang. I was in like the Jackal group. I remember sitting in my, I was in the, the the wadi, the dried up wadi that took us all, all the way into, into the bazaar, you know, that where you were doing all the scrapping. Mm-hmm. Um, up by Fob Wahid. And I remember like hearing this bang. I was, I, was in, I was in my jackal, we're all around the fence. I looked around. I seen the blooming MLRS, the GLMRS, getting launched from Bastion, <laughs> flying over our heads. You could see it. Because remember, we weren't that far away from Bastion. Bastion wasn't that far away, really, yeah. from where we were. Remember it flying over my head. You could see it. And then landing on its blooming objective. Yeah, they, they, fired, was, they fired four, if I, if I remember rightly. Um, and it was two on each location. They, they hit two compounds simultaneously. Is that right? Is that the one you're thinking of? Yep. Yeah. I mean, when I say, when I say you heard the bang, you know, it was like you could hear that. It was like the, the obviously the launch. Yeah. And it was obviously like a good, a good, good, good few kilometers away, but you knew exactly what it was because you could hear it. You, could see, you knew where Bastion was. You just see it going right over the head. <coughs> then you see it going bang, bang. You're just like that. Never going to see that again in your life, are you? You're never going to be part of that again in your life. Well, I think that that was a combination of a, like a, an attempted, uh, let's say, like a, let's say, platoon attack on the Alpha Company's position from the, the Taliban. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, we were in the, yeah, we were in the wadi, man. I mean, that's, yeah. I had, I had a very obscure Afghanistan tour. Like one minute I was a jackal, I was in a jackal. The next minute I was on foot. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird because the guys that I were, we were in the, we were in the, the wadi. There was, there was jackals up on the blooming, up on the blooming the, the canal. But I wasn't. I wasn't the one who was jackals. I was in the wadi. I was doing. I was rear protection or something like. Mm-hmm. That was, it was just weird. Eh? So surreal. It was surreal. I remember at night. We were still in the wadi. There was still like sporadic like contacts happening and uh, all that sort of stuff. And I remember where I was sitting. There was like, it's like a, like a, a wee compound. And we were like in like, <clears throat> there was like one of the wagons was on stag. Uh, everybody else was rested. It was night time. I couldn't sleep. I remember it. And I had my handset. My handset was just sitting. So I was like on the chair. Because like, my GPMG was on the pintle mount and that. I remember it. I was like just listening to the radio. I was dozing. Eh? I should have been sleeping, but I just couldn't sleep. Eh? And then I could just see movement. 
in this compound. It's like, oh, hi, what's going on here? What's going on here? And I remember just, I got on the radio and I asked, uh, I got mortars, got the mortar, the mortar line, and I got them to fire up a, I'm sorry, an IR, I can't remember, I got them to fire up a loom so I could see what it was. There was nothing. But I just like my eyes were my, my eyes were playing tricks on me. Yeah. But then I was like, Christ, I just called in a called in a fire mission. Like it was a loom task. <laughs> but it was, it was in a loom task, but I was like, that bad. Yeah. Yeah, sitting in those jackals as well. Like uh I done a task one time where it was just we were, we were staggering on a road so that the um the engineers could come down and you know fix it up. Because we was were that the cement one. No, this this was actually in fifteen, Herrick fifteen, but I remember sitting in a jackal right. where we're basically just on stag and uh, to the like they're obviously open, there's nothing covering. So yeah. anyone could like sneak up on you and fucking kill you. Um but I was sitting on this road and it was you know, three or four of us in the jackal and we've got obviously going round in shifts, right? You do a half hour and then for an hour you'll get sleep, you're you're on stag for half hour and you get sleep. So I remember I was sitting there and it was the exact same thing happened to me. I started hearing things and then I started seeing things and then uh, <laughs> and then we started firing up our looms but as we were firing them like I, I woke the boys up and I was like right right lads put up on the loom so one of the boys in the back he's fucking re reaching down in, into the tin and he's pulling on the loom out he's like whoosh, whoosh. the loom goes way up and then out of nowhere it comes firing back down to the ground <laughs> We were like, so I was like, what the hell's going on with that loom? So I was like, mate, stick another one up, stick another one up quick. So he does another one, it goes straight up again, right in the air, straight back down to the ground. We were like, what the fuck is going on here? And then, uh, so, so we uh, end up getting a torch out, mate, and looking at the loom, and it, it says on the loom, smoke, smoke shamuli or something like that. Need a charger. We were like, uh, it said when it was like smoke shamuli, and I'd never ever even heard or ever seen a smoke shamuli in my life. So some poor buggers sitting about, I don't know, 300, 400 metres away getting smoked out of their house at like two in the morning. Same <laughs> 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 thing, it turned, turned out to be nothing. Like, um, But you're sitting in those jackals, you're obviously super exposed. Like, uh, Mate, it was a total surreal night. I, mean, I can't even remember if I got everybody to stand too. Surely didn't he? Maybe one of the jocks, maybe one of the jocks woman seen something. Yeah. I always thought it was me to see because I remember calling it and maybe the job, maybe it was one of my jocks, maybe one of the jocks seen it. I just called it in, but I did I remember because I remember speaking to the guys who was uh, Sid Masson. Speaking to him. Can you see me all right now? I'm gonna have to put in the Yeah, he's sitting that blind out. Two seconds, mate. Um there you go. I remember uh, speaking to him because that was you on the radio. I was like, aye, aye, it was me. Aye, aye. aye good times. Like, uh, yes, it was FSG, but I done it like a lot of time spent in Bastion. We, we ended up going to Bastion a lot, like Forward Mountain for Bastion. There was a big op coming up. Um, and then I remember, uh, I remember when the platoon sergeant of one platoon. <clears throat> Mind when lost the A company, A company took a lot of casualties. Ended up going back to one platoon as platoon sergeant. Um, yeah, that, really that's, that's where uh, that's where I remember you as being a platoon sergeant in the off company. I mean, I don't even know what, why I why I got moved there. Eh? Yeah, 
I've got a good idea. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you to get use your expertise on that gun, mate. No, I got. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, kind of, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why I got moved. I don't know why I got moved back to a company. I don't know. I've got my own some reasons that I think I maybe got moved, but I don't know if it. Yeah, I don't know if that's the reason. Do you end up doing a good few ops with those boys then? Aye, aye, aye. So I kind of mind when 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 did Gus Miller and that get KIA? I kind of mind when it was, but I ended up doing a good few ops. There was a couple. One that that punchy op was a, a punchy op uh, helping the Canadians in Kandahar. Mm-hmm. When Tom Mason got got uh, wounded in action, yeah. then so I was platoon sergeant then, and we had to do like a, a forward passage of lines up through B Company and then up to the recce platoon and all that sort of stuff. That was good. That was a that was really good. That was probably one of the best ops we've done in that tour. Eh? Yeah, that was brilliant. That's when uh, so Alpha Company landed first, and then I was in Bravo Company. We landed second, and they landed as in a, a legacy minefield. And uh, as I was walking in, they, obviously the, the Apaches had been um, supporting you because you had had a, a good amount of enemy activity near you. So the, Apache, yeah. the Apaches were going hell for leather, um, firing their cannons and the hellfires. And as I said to said to Simmel, we were we were tabbing in, and I was second man in the in the in the platoon, mate. And we were walking in, and I was look, just looking up at the sky, at all these Apaches just going mental. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is mate, insane. This is like, a, <clears throat> I'm even make this up in a movie. I mean, it was night time. You couldn't see jack, jack shit. And I'm glad that you've brought this up because I was speaking to Kelty on the phone the other day. And I think I brought this up. I can remember getting off the back of the helicopter, right? Now, I don't know if we were in, there was people in the buildings. Now, I can't remember if the first platoon that went off were in contact. I can't mind. But I remember the Apaches were shooting at something. Because I think the, I think the, the guys with the tally were coming out, they were squirting, they were squirting out the back of the buildings. Eh? So they were obviously gunning them down. But I can always remember, I get off the back of the Chinook, the Chinook, the, the, the racket of the Chinook, gunfire, and I look up and I can just see some distance away, an Apache. You can just make it out in the dark. I can make it out because obviously I have my monocle on. I'm looking at it and it fires a blooming hellfire. I'm kind of like, it's obviously kind of blind, a wee bit of blinded me. And I just remember that hellfire and bang. It's like... <laughs> this is the first... And just like, this is the first minute you're on the ground. Yeah. It was then, exact, it was the exact same for me. Like, you step off and we're, we end up... The first minute, the boss is like, right, we're, we've been dropped off in a legacy minefield. And then, like, two minutes later, like, all these Apaches are firing these hellfires. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Mate, it was just it was so weird. It was mental, mate. And I could, I could remember hearing, like, explosions. But it was like, bar, the, the engineers that were attached to the point platoon were, like, blown into the blooming walls. So the bar mines, you know, and that was their entrance points. And you could hear them going in. Though I can't mind if they were, I can't mind if they were like, if we were up, you know, there was, you know, they were clearing the rooms. I can't mind. I can't mind that because I, I was focused on my own, my own platoon, but I do remember that. Stick with me to the, to the day I die, probably, is yeah. that blowing patchy. I mean, it was some, I mean, obviously, it's some distance away, but it was close enough that you. What? Yeah. What it was like, I don't, know, I don't even know if it was a hellfire. It was obviously some sort of rocket, some sort of munition just went into a compound. You're like, what? Wild. Yeah. And that, I remember. That. 
yeah, that was wild. That was just mental. Like. And we done a lot. We done a lot of moves at night in uh, in Herrick Ten and and Herrick Fifteen for whatever reason. You just didn't do anything at night. And when you were tapping about at night in Herrick Ten in two thousand and nine, it was it was like uh, it was really it was it was kind of fucking cool to be honest. You you were tapping about silent as fuck. All you could hear was dogs barking left, right, and centre. Yeah. And then, so real, man. Yeah, you're obviously just smell. Yeah, this, remember the yeah, smell. Yeah, just everything. Everything's just like so vivid. The sun, like the the moon, is like like so bright in the sky. It's just like you, you don't even need a monocle or anything most of the time. It was just just everything climbing over walls, going into people's buildings during the night. Yeah. Um, just everything, mate. It's just this. Smell. It was like the smell at night. And it was like that humidity would take your breath off you. You'd be like, it was yeah. like that weird smell. Is it? It was like a crotch, you know, it was like a smell of shit. But there was a <laughs> smell like a pair, a perfumey smell as well. Sometimes you could smell, and it was like weird. Like but then it was just like, like still, there was a cow dung all over the place, mate. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, but it was like there was like a smell. I don't know if some of the plants, that, you know, like. Maybe it was jasmine or something, but you could smell it, and it was just like, like this. Jasmine, it was a fucking opium, <laughs> opium. <laughs> but it seems like it was weird, like you know, it's just like it was humid. You were still sweating, you know, blowing God knows what time at night, and you were just like the pure, sh you know, you were just like, you're, what's you're, going to happen? Somebody going to everything's tactical, to, like nonstop. As soon as you get, and, and then until you get into like a wee compound and you, you set up a position everything's tactical the whole time you know what i mean it's like it was just an awesome time great it was great and i remember yeah we a company were the you know wherever the south going up north and i remember going through like checkpoints with b company soldiers going through then we met up linked up with uh, charlie company that's when poor tam got blooming wounded yeah Weird, weird, weird times. When I say weird, it was just I mean, probably surreal. Eh? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. we had to go and clear that wadi. It was like, I mean, they were making they were making a big song and dance about clearing the wadi because they thought, yeah, yeah and there was nothing there. Just spent cases. Was this uh, cases. was this to secure HLS to get out of there? Nah, no. we had to. This is the one when we all moved to the. You moved to a, a patrol base, a Canadian patrol base, and we moved to the other one in the sandstorm coming. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. We, in fact, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Lot. And we, then, went, um, uh, we went to an A and P uh, patrol base, and they were all fucking out their out their face on heroin. That's right. Uh, the medics we had, were we trying try to like save their life, mate. Fucking. We ended up. What's it? We did. We ended up clearing a, a dried up wadi. So it was a dried up riverbed that we ended up clearing because all the firing positions onto the PB that we were going into were next to this wad this wadi system. So we were clearing the wadi system as we went. And that was like pure pure green zone. Mm -hmm. You're like, so there could have been you no, know, you're like, ah, Christ, we obviously had had um uh, air and they couldn't see anything, but you're like, Jesus Christ, somebody could be in, you know. It was like some of it was like that, just yeah. just like and then when you got to the other side, it was just desert like that. Eh? <laughs> well, those the fields that they, the fields that they they've got this like big big cornfields are like the they go up to like over seven feet tall. So like you'd be walking alongside them, 
and then out of nowhere there'd be like a fucking donkey just uh, stroll out the middle of the field you're like what the fuck man? nearly brass it up aye <laughs> I, just, I mean Afghan I look, I look I look back a lot of fondness with Afghan it was a good battalion it was strong good guys good personalities yeah like the soldiers you know the jocks the NCOs officers that all like the leadership was just second to none like you know top down the, the jocks were just like tremendous like and they, you know it's the jocks that make it the jocks and the NCOs that make it uh, you know and it was just great like it was great being part of it I loved it yeah do it all again for me that that, that six months in 2009 was the best time of my life like hands down yeah it's probably like for you just coming straight out of training you're like shit yeah wow and how do you better that I mean, I definitely can't. I'll never be, I'll never be that fucking cool again. Like, you know I mean, cut out a fucking gan, eighteen-year-old with an alien. Your sweat rag knotted around your neck in that, and you're blooming screaming your helmet. Oh, that. I, I was never, I was never one of the sweat rag wankers. That was, that was never my thing. But um, yeah, I was definitely out sweating uh, a whole oh. lot. Um, one time. This is my, this will show my experience. Um, we're on. We're uh, my very first stop is Panchak Wang, so this is fucking fresh out of the meat factory. And uh, <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd been fighting fucking all morning. And he's um, a serious. Yeah, we we'd been fighting all all morning pretty much, and then uh, we end up getting uh, an Apache air cover air come in yeah. and uh, give us some fire. Um, so saw a suppressor fire. It was basically just wiping out the target. But as a, at the same time, we had a, a section moving up, so it was kind of like suppressor fire. Um, but it was like it must have been about ten meters above me, mate. Like, and it was just brass and mate, and all these shells. These uh, is it thirty mil? Yeah. So these mil. thirty mil shells are falling down on us, and I'm just like fucking. I've been I've been about four days on the ground, and uh, yeah, and then we were firing. We 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 uh, fired. Uh, down into that position and cleared it and then we moved further along um, hand reeling the, the canal and I got put in a position with my LMG to you know cover the arcs whatever and uh, you know I was there for like I don't know a half hour and then you know every now and again kind of be a bit of contact in the goal and you know firing back and then we'd be peeling down to the right and then peeling back up and you know just running all over the gaff eventually get a two minute break and I pull out my bottle of water mate and I'm just fucking guzzling you know that way that you like when you start drinking your body's like don't stop don't stop that one big litre bottle I was like oh 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 and fucking I said his command at the time Paul Innes came over he fucking slapped it out of my hand he said what the fuck are you doing what are you you, you drinking that much water for I was like I'm I'm hanging copper I'm hanging Uh, I'm, I'm just fucking I'm dying. He's like, how much water you got left? I'm like, that's that's my last, that's my last, uh, my last liter. He's like, you're a fucking mutant. <laughs> and this was about two o'clock, and we'd been out for about twelve hours, mate. So I'm like, just, and, you know, I'm just not thinking about how what if I drink this water, like where's the where's my next water coming from? So anyway, about six o'clock in the evening, we we ended up starting making. We we're w- walking back, and I'm I'm hanging out, mate. I'm like. You know, I'm like, my eyes are going all dizzy and I'm like fucking thinking I'm going to black out. I'm like, 
but because I'd already fucked up that day, I didn't say a word. I'm like, if, 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 I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, if I'm going to pass out, I'll just pass out. And then, uh, yeah. you know, just deal with it from there if I get fucking balked or whatever. But because I already fucked up this one time today, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that um, I'm going to pass out. And ex- because it was the fact that I had no water left, I drank it all early. It, it made it even worse. But I was walking back, and I'm like, right, I could see, I could see uh, the platoon house we were walking back to. It was about 200 meters away, and I was like, really on the fucking verge. I'm like, right, I'm gonna pass out, I'm gonna pass out. It was about 50 degrees or something that day. Anyway, short, uh, long story short, I made it back to the fob, and I was just like, I went and seen him later on. I was like, look, I'm sorry about earlier on today, blah blah. He's like, dude, you don't even be sorry. You just need to fucking never do anything daft like that again, like. You need, right. you need to remember that there's no taps that you can just fill your water up when you fucking when you run out. I was like, right, okay. And then he actually made me carry an extra liter. It's like almost like a punishment, but just like uh, one of those mental ticks. It's like, right, I'm, I'm extra, I've got extra weight for a reason. Yeah, because I've got a bucks here. Um, yeah, fucking, I loved Afghan. Like, I'll, I'll never do that again. Like. It was good. It was good. It was really, really good. I mean, yeah, bang on the money there, mate. Yeah, I mean, I had some, I had such a weird, varied tour, like, enjoyable, but I had, like, oh, I was just, I enjoyed my Afghan tour, but if I could have done it a lot different, I would have. Mm. Would you, would you have been in the, in the rifle platoon the whole time? Given half the opportunity, I would have loved to have yeah. taken a platoon from the start to the finish. It was just, like... I don't really, you know what, I had, I had such a, yeah, it was, I didn't, sometimes, the majority of the tour was fantastic, but there was times when I was just like, uh, I was, I think, yeah, I think I'd made up my mind that I was getting out after Afghan, not because of, like, things I'd seen had made me do it, I was just like, nah, it's no, I just like, yeah, it was a couple of experiences, I had a couple of experiences which, totally like knocked no I knocked my confidence eh? like I'll, I'll say getting in altercations with people when I didn't I didn't need to it didn't need to happen eh? mm-hmm. and it was you know I was like you know what I'm not I'm not cut out for this shit I'm not cut out for leading men of no I wasn't I, did, I genuinely genuinely thought that and it, you know the best thing that happened to me was getting going back to that platoon because then I could bloom and do it yeah yeah it was like fucking got in an altercation where I'm not going to mention names yeah but I got in an altercation with them um, we're on an op and it was um, we were tabbing if people hear this they'll know who I'm talking about uh, so I can't remember we've been tabbing throughout the night and it's one of the things we're getting the compound before you know you get to the compounds before the, the hot weather come in so that you could go to ground, guys could rest up, go into routine type of thing. Remember when you used to do that? Yeah. So we're we're not that far away from the compound. We've been tabbing all night and it was starting to get hot. One of my guys, because I was FSG at the time, he was carrying heavy kit, a lot of ammunition, javelins, blah, blah, blah. So there was my group, one of the platoons in front of us, my group, company command group, right? And it goes up to one of these guys, the Lance Jack, for a call. I goes to him, right, such and such, you need to, we need to get going, we need to keep going, we need to keep going. We're just about there. And he's like, just shut up, man. Just, will you stop saying that? 
I'm knackered. And I goes, I know that, mate. I'm knackered too. Everybody's knackered. We're all feeling it. He goes, I'm fed up with you talking to me like that. I'm saying, talking to you like what? Mate? Just keep going. And this guy just went for me in the middle of Helmand province on a move to a compound. Yeah. Grabbed my chin strap. And I'm his platoon sergeant. And he's like pulling my chin strap. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I get away from him. And I'm away to blooming. The first thought is, what the fuck has just happened here? What are you doing, you clown? I wanted to, I had my rifle and I'd pulled my rifle back and I was in the process of muzzling him with my rifle in his face. I was wanting to break his teeth, mate. I looked around and who's standing there watching this? The company commander, mate. What's going on here, Sam Taylor? Nothing, son. I'll swear it later. Good. I hope, hope you do. And there's people like, watching this. So I have the conversation with this guy and he's like, ah, gobbing off and I'm like, right, whatever. So gets in and I goes and has a word with this guy. And he was so sheepish. I didn't even go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, what are you playing at, man? What are you playing at? <laughs> and after, see, after that, like, I had no confidence. My confidence was that, you know what? I've always seen all, at that time, I always like, you know what? I, 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 I was a bit of a crab fucker in Afghan because obviously the situation, eh? Because there's a lot of responsibility on a blooming guy's shoulders being a platoon sergeant. Command's a lonely place after all, you know? The audacity of this guy to do that to me, you know? I was like, what have I done wrong, mate? What have I done wrong? I was like, <clears throat> and I still to this day don't understand why he did it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Yeah. Difficult role to, to have, like being up concerned, especially when you're asking him to carry all this kit. Um, fucking hell, a javelin, Jesus Christ, or a clue, or whatever, or a gun, and a thousand and link, and then your rations, and then your water, and then your old yeah. kit. And, and the thing, and you know, the thing was, I wasn't, I was, I was not being, yeah, I wasn't being an asshole to him. I was like, we, we need to, you know, we're in this, yeah. to get, you know, and it was just the, it was just like two seconds. Just like, I was like, what's he trying to, what are you doing? So it almost just like, Pulled the fucking pin, like, quit, quit in position. That's what he said, like, there was people that seen it within the platoon, the multiple, and they were just like, ah, you're a ball bag, man. Mm. And he was just like, oh, and I'm just like, shut the fuck, let's get going. So we got in, and what I wanted to do was absolutely kick him up and down that blooming compound. But it wouldn't have done me any good. Mm -hmm. But it did kind of, kind of threw me, like, and I was like, I'm not up for this anymore, like. Yeah. I'm not up for this pish. I was like, nah, stuff this like. Nah. If that's what, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help people and get them through shit. And they're just like, you know, and that was a bit of pill to swallow. But then I ended up going back to, for whatever reason, I ended up going back to A Company. And it was, and what I hear this gentleman that we're talking about, this guy that we just, I've, I've not mentioned his name. Apparently he's not doing too well for himself in the battalion. And so I don't know, maybe it's karma. And I don't wish him, I don't wish anybody any ill. I don't wish any, shit to happen to anybody like but he never I never did find out why he never did say to me why he did that and this same major was in my life crying because his life was push I was like what <laughs> <laughs> what did, uh, anyway. 
so from that incident that you said that you lost a bit of confidence, did that Aye. did that impact on like what job you took then uh, took next after the well after the tour? Here we go. So here we go, here we go. So yeah, so I remember they were trying to get me to go to Sandhurst. And you've probably heard this before for like people like you know, like they've done all their career, yeah, I could have went to Sandhurst and that, but generally the RCMO at the time wanted me to go have a bash at Sandhurst. Nah. I was like, I'm not want it. And they hit you with the usual blooming stuff, don't they? Mm-hmm. You'll be good at you'll be good at that. You'll be good at that. You're you're, you're officer friendly. The officers think that you'll be like, no interested. I was like, off. Uh, I mean, I was never I, I never ever in a position where I was going to go to Santos. But when I was in the when I was in the recce, the boss at the time was like, look, I, I think you'd be a good good uh, officer candidate to go down to Santos. And he's like, straight away, I'm like, absolutely fucking not. But he's like, no, you should really consider it, sort of thing. You you probably go go down there and do it quite well. And like for about a minute, I was like, fucking hell, maybe I could go and do that and become platoon commander. Then. I realised, mate, that's just not me in the fucking slightest. Like, I'm, I'm not. I would never ever want to be a platoon commander. You do a cool job for like a year or two, maybe if you're lucky, and then you're just sat behind the desk and shite for the rest of your fucking career. I mean, and uh, and then when my mates and all all start to go and select Santa selection and that, and I'm just like, they tell me about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's really good for my career, and I'm like, I couldn't give a fuck if how good it is for your career. Like, I could not handle being in Santa for two years. Um, it's just not my. It's just not my class. Like I, I don't do. I don't. I'm not interested in that. Upper yeah, upper I mean, this class, was a, This was obviously to be a color boy, like you know. What I mean, because that was the, the next, you know. So it'd be a Sandhurst instructor. I was like, yeah. nah, yeah. no, I don't. I'm not into it. It doesn't interest me. And I got like a couple of other jobs thrown at me, and I kept on like, nah, no interested, no interested. And then a job come up for Brecon. Eh? So I was like. Oh, for God's sake, nah, I didn't even want that. I didn't want to be, a, I didn't want to go to the battle school as a DS. Nah, I was quite happy just getting being a color sergeant. Just you know, somebody it turned out that somebody else had been picked for machine guns to IC. I was like, right, and I just like, right, what am I going to do then? And I was just like, you know, I don't want to go down to breaking because it's nah, stuff it. I'd been doing there four times before just to pass the fucking thing, never mind blowing instructing the stupid bastard course. So anyway, it ends up like, right, I got told, if I don't take Brecon, you're just going to get a shit job. Right. So I takes it. And that was an all right two years. It was an all right two years. But it was, uh, it wasn't like the, the Brecon course that I'd done. It was like they changed it because they were like thinking about the way that warfare is going to be in the future. Yeah. And they changed the course, made it like, quite Afghan orientated that type of way mm-hmm. it just so happens that the you know recently they just turned it back to the way it used to be probably when you done it was the way that I done it yeah when I done seniors they were trying, it was it was essentially like there was no fob sort of stuff whatsoever it was trenches exactly. attacks up fucking uh, up hills and all this sort of shit and uh, yeah and they actually they did they did implement a, a, a new policy called fight light which is where they try and get the get the individual to be as light as possible by putting kit yeah, 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 yeah. like using a quad or um, doing a fucking a drop um, before you go and do your deliberate attack or something like that. But for I, I'm I'm not too sure how that's been employed. But at the time it wasn't working. Like we'd have a quad and then it would take four guys out of your platoon 
and then the corner yeah. was fucking racked with kit and it would all fall off and it was just an absolute nightmare. I, I don't well, know if it worked. Yeah. It was my courses that uh, op, op pain, as it, as it was called, started coming into fruition when I was a DS there. So it was like, fucking hell. I was like, why are we even bothering our arse with this shit? I was like, what? And it was just like, <sighs> it was like painful to watch it. Just painful. Eh? And you're just like, this is wash. And it was just like, yeah, Brecon. That was a funny old place, that. Funny old place. Good crack, but. Yeah, I love Brecon as a, as a place to go. I mean, I had some, mate, it's funny you mentioned that. It seemed like some guys, it was quite good having some guys for the battalion come down, the students on it, like. Funny, like. <laughs> good, mate. Yeah. So after so Brecon, you're a. Uh... Your colour sergeant, and then you come back and do you take over two ICs with the recce? Yeah, yeah. So, fucking hell, I got a phone call. So it's now round about that time where I'm thinking, like, what job am I going to get next? And I actually did think about going to Edinburgh because with a job with one Scot CQMS, I was like, you know what? I've got a flat in Edinburgh. My wife's got her pals in Edinburgh. Let's move back to Edinburgh. Just thinking that, mm-hmm. and I get a phone call from RCMO one Scots that I know, right? job come up do you fancy it because I need to know and because there's somebody else that we've got potential then if you don't want it somebody else. I was too late in getting back to him so it already went oh, so uh, the guy was RCMO for three Scots phoned up he goes right David Recky 2IC do you want it it's on the platter for you I think it would suit you down to a T you might have to go and do the course Oh, fucking another course. I don't do very good in courses. <laughs> I think the only course that I've never had to reset is fucking my junior NCO's cadre. <laughs> uh, another, another course, man. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Right, okay. Uh, right. Comes back to Inverness and takes over Recky Platoon. You, you'd left the... Pl- I think by the time I got up there, you were going back to the rifle company or something. Like, we were transitioning at the same time. Yeah. I would probably say... The Recce Platoon is probably that in Afghanistan are probably two of my highlights. Yeah, I was proud of that. Exactly. I was very proud. I was very, very proud of that platoon. Um, yeah, I don't know if I was probably the easiest man to work with at times. Uh, and I, I'm being genuine with that. But the men, the jocks, the NCOs, the guys that were my platoon sergeants, the boss that I had, could not fault, you know, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Great guys. Just, you know what? Again, like I went down, I didn't, I made an, an arse, I'm arsing myself in that course. In fairness, I get, well, this where a, a lack of, lack of confidence comes into play. And I kind of took it to lip service as well because being the Brecken instructor, I was like, kind of like, I've never been, I've never been big headed, Davey. And to tell you the truth, I've been serious with it. I've never really thought very highly of myself. And again, it was a confidence issue about going to do, do recce commanders. And at the back, the back off of not passing recce commanders, I'd injured myself at the same time. So that didn't help matters. But for some reason, somebody in their wisdom decided to keep me as recce 2IC. And it worked. Eh? It worked. And without sounding big headed, I don't think anybody that I worked with in that platoon really 
did not like their time yeah. in that platoon when I when I had it. Um, I like the fact that you know there was guys that helped me out, and they've got my respect. They'll have my respect as long as I know them. Um, made friends, you know, good friends out of that platoon. You know, I had the opportunity to work with some really good guys, like you know, like people like people like Kelty, Andy, Andy Ritchie. And I'll name I'll name them now. Like so, you got like people like Kelty, Andy Ritchie, Cammy, John Cameron, mm-hmm. um, Kenny Everett, Ross McConnell, blooming Stevie Black, Powie. God, Powie used to blooming Powie like a bird. He used to bloom and hide all the bloom and shite that I used to create. Ross Hunter was my platoon sergeant for a while in that platoon. And, you know, it was just like, yeah, it was just a good platoon, like, you know what I mean? Cleaning blocks. It was just like, you know, we got a silver in the Cambrian patrol. It was the first silver that the battalion had, you know, first medal that the battalion had got in ages. And that was during a recce cadre. So the guys were already licked out. But they went down and they got a blooming. I mean, I ended up being patrol commander for it because the boss was injured or something. The boss couldn't do it. Hey, I was breathing at my arse, mate. I was in my, my mid to late 30s. I was in shit state. <laughs> but these, these boys, you know, these guys got me through it. They were blooming awesome. Awesome bunch of boys. We've done well in Wessex Storm. And again, that's thanks to people like, you know, like guys, some of the guys we've already mentioned, you know, guys that you're pally with. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys are, you know, and they're all doing well for themselves, you know. Um, I guess it's like uh, most- Sean McLaren. Look at Sean McLaren. Yeah. I mean, he was one of my jokes in the recce. Look at him now. I know, yeah. He's a soldier. Doing class, yeah. The good thing just- is, like, with, with that platoon, with the recce platoon, it's like the people who are shit don't volunteer to go there. And the people who are motivated, even if they're crap, the people who are motivated to succeed, succeed in their career, they have to volunteer to to even put their name forward because it's not as if yeah. it's not as if you well it happened once in my, once when I was there but that was a pure fluke but um, it's not as if you get you just get attached to the platoon for um, just because you have to volunteer or you have to get selected by someone else yeah, and you have to then go I mean, to do a cadre and it's not necessarily ever on your uh, abilities yeah. more so on your um, how, how your potential and how well you can work with people and you know, a small team and get on with, get on with blokes. I mean, and yeah, I mean, it was definitely one of the highlights. I mean, it's a funny thing being in, being in the recce platoon in a battalion because you're damned. You're damned because if you're, if you're good, you're damned because people kind of, I'm not saying they're, they're jealous, but they're kind of like, you know, look at the way that you cut about, you've got a bit of swagger about you in some cases. And, you know, you're like the CEO's platoon, you get good jobs, you know, you're generally fit, you know, the top of the game, the top tier, you know, or you should be the top tier in the battalion. But equally, you're damned because if you, you, if you, if you fuck up and you, you know, you, you pull a blinder, people will remember it, you know. Mm-hmm. They'll always remember it. So you're damned if you're good and you're damned if you're shite. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way I always looked at it. That's worth it though. In hindsight, I would I would do it again. I, again, you know, like I said to you, I don't know if that's sh- I don't know if that's a shocking thing to say, but I never I never have uh, I never have I've never really thought very very highly of myself, uh, and it's 
you know, I've had confidence issues in the past, and a lot of people that know me know this. And I don't make any any secret of it. But I, I would probably say I was a no back. You know, when when you look at it as a soldier, like a soldier, like I knew how to soldier. I yeah. just my confidence sometimes lack. And I don't know if a lot of people would see. It. Probably a lot of people didn't really see that, but people that know me, you know, probably knew it and know it. Yeah, I mean, I. I never seen any. I never ever seen any confidence issues, and then even just oh, talking through now, mate. Just talking back through your career, you fucking done everything. You literally but, done everything. But you see, you know, I mean, the the recce was not good. Just, I mean, not just like normal jobs, but you've done everything, and they've all been high high level jobs, recce and sniper, you know, all sorts, mate. I mean, I tell you, I mean, like the the recce was brilliant, and it was. Yeah, it was, a, it was a quite a sad moment, you know, when I had to hand that over. But you know, and then I was on Vocate, which was a load of shit. You know, that was that was fucking wild. And then I got, yeah, my time as a company sergeant major. I would probably say, if that's where this is, is this where this is going? Because that's obviously yeah, yeah. this is where this, this is the angle at the this is the axis of assault that we're yeah. talking about here. Probably. Such an anti-climax, mate. Hated every minute of it. Really? Oh. Do you know when you get a feeling when you're waking up in the morning and it's a feeling of dread? (laughs) (laughs) Serious, man. Uh, (laughs) No, but uh, I laugh about it now, but you see, sometimes, man, I was going into work and I felt sick. I was getting the dry book. Fuck me, man. Purely for the fucking fact they're switching on that blooming shitey computer, and it's going to be some some bell ends been in and it works since about four in the morning, sending me emails. <laughs> this needs to get action by ten hundred hours, Sergeant Major. What the fuck are you on about? You go and get your head down, you dimlo. Oh, what? Man. And it was just like. For some reason, there was a hellish blame culture that just suddenly come out of nowhere, like, you're going to get, you know, you're held to account for this because your men are in shit. Well, wait a minute. What, what about the platoon sergeants and the, the you know, the, the, the people, the, the deck commanders and all that? Why are, they, why are they not getting held to account? Why does it always come back to people like the sergeant major? Yeah. You know, yeah, the thing, is, the thing that I've always found with that, and I've spoke to a bunch of sergeant majors uh, throughout my time, like, and it's always like, um, it's always like the every sergeant major that I've spoke to have said the exact same thing. They would rather the, the the person sending these these emails would come and see them in their office face to face, and then it could get sorted yeah. like that. Yeah, you've got no idea. Fucking click a finger, but you know. And they almost, and they would never get and they would always say the same thing. They would that the, the person that was sending you snide emails would never ever think about saying this the thing they'd wrote in an email to that person's face. It's like the, the email mate, is the death of fucking the, the army. Mate, it's just like you know, like other things like you know, like okay a company you know, it's just this blame culture, man. Apparently it's you know Always looking for somebody to blame. Well, if I'm at fault, I'm going to have the blooming gumption to admit I'm at fault. Yeah. Then he, because somebody, some, one of my departments is fucked up, that's my fault. 
That's their fault, mate. It's not my fault. It shouldn't have come back to me then. They're like, oh, well, Sergeant Majors will be held responsible. Like, mate, I was sat in blooming co- you know, battalion cohorts and people were saying, Sergeant Majors will be held responsible if this isn't done. <laughs> Fucking do one. And then you're just like, you know, and it was just such an anti-climax. I used to take my work home. I was a I was crab it. I was just like, fucking, this is pish. You know, falling out my wife over shit. Because, you know, and again, it comes out the fact that maybe I couldn't handle the stress of it. But there's no, I worked with great company commanders, you know, because headquarters company had LEs and all that sort of stuff. And it was like, something as simple as a guard list, mate, or a COS list, or a kind of such and such has done it. Like, what? I used to just like get up off my couple, I'll tell you what, I can't do it, right? Because you are talking nonsense. You sit down and you day the blooming. BOS listener, or oh, but that's not. Or well, they yeah. used to chunk up and go to, like, like their debt, their debt commander. Oh, the company sharp major being unfair. He's put me a uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, David, you know you can. What do you want me to do? Like different times. Oh. Eh? And you're just like, it, it was horrible, mate. It was just yeah. oh Christ. And then even like, again, you know, the peers, my peers, my my, my cohort. It was always me that was always like, you know, just, you know, headquarter company. It was just like, fucking hell, headquarter company. Fucking hell, headquarter company. Fucking hell, headquarter sure, company. I'm fucking hell, sure. give me a fucking break. I'm sure it's like that every year <laughs> with every sergeant major, though. I'm fucking sure it is. Because it's, it's, like, it's a disjointed company. It's like, fucking people are all over the place, mate. They're all sorry. working in different departments. It's, it's not as if you've got it's not as if you've got three platoons in three sections in each platoon and you've got one platoon sergeant and one platoon commander at the head of each. It's like, any HQ company, man, there's fucking, everyone's all over the place. Oh, and, shit, mate. Yeah. That's, so that, that's the, that, that, for me, I would say is probably the worst, worst job in an infantry battalion. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, why is it, why have you only headquarters company? You've only got three people turn up for SEALs PT. Where are they? Oh, it's on the return, mate. Well, <laughs> only headquarters company. Any chance, like? Uh, yeah. uh, and that was, so that when, was, the training, when the training, when the training, when the training warrant officer fucking gig came up, is that why you jumped at that? I didn't know. The thing is, mate, I was getting it. My time was done. My twenty-four years was coming to an end, uh, and the kind some people kind of you know, geezer people looked out for me, and they did because they weren't the wanting to pull me because I was settling. You know, the people did square me away, and. Uh, you know, like people like uh, the company commander at the time, and all sorts of people squared me, squared me right away, and uh, you know, end up working with a great team. You know, couldn't fault who the training officer was. You know, it so, it so happened it was great. He was a good pal of mine. We went up through the career at certain levels at the same time, roughly, um, and you know that helped. But then I had like good like. Good training sergeants, good training corporals like yourself, um, and it was good. It was good, and that that kind of did like you know, kind of like you know, training, you know, yeah, getting you know, but still seen some blooming, you know, some it was just hilarity and just some absolute fucking craziness happening in the battalion when I was training one officer, just like that. This isn't hard, like this is training, <laughs> and they're like. Like at one point, corporals weren't allowed to run light, you know, like static ranges because or oh, they don't have the right qualifications or what? 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 What's the point in going to breaking me? That's their only job is to train fucking guys to shoot. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like I was coming into my office 
and like it was company commanders like had gotten into my office and they were looking for their fight. I'm like, what are you doing, sir? It's seven o'clock in the morning. What are you doing in my office? Oh, oh, I, I'm looking for no, no. Weird, mate. It was just like, like just, uh, and this, this blame culture come in, and you're just like, why are you blaming everybody bar yourself? I know, fool? I know, I noticed that in the years before I was getting out, um, just sloppy shoulders and micromanagement was just the death of the fucking army. Like, now you know what. You know, it's the army. There's going to be micromanagement. You know that? It's got to be. It's the military. And you know what? There's got to be an element. You know, there has got to be an element of micromanagement. But not to the stage that that was, that was getting. That's just ridiculous. And, you know, like, the, my biggest, you know, you know, yes men and all that sort of stuff. Everybody's a yes man, really, because we follow orders. So, in effect, in effect we've all been yes men. But the yes men that I blew didn't like was the ones that were trying to make you to be a complete yeah. fucking arsehole to make them look better or, you know, FaceTimers and that. It's like, oh, get, you know what, fucking do one. Yeah. You know, and that's what kind of, you could see it. And it was just like pathetic, like pathetic. And you're just like, what? But then just like the micromanagement, you know, like, just, just like give geezers the chance to command their men, give geezers the chance just to do their job, like, mm-hmm. and then they're hitting you with all this fucking tape and you're just like shut up uh, and like people question you and you're like what it's all right to question you but then accept the answer that you're given because you went and actually researched it not that I'm, I'm, I'm going to check that out sorry major Hi, go and check it out make sure when you come back to my office you've got a gum guard you arsehole you know <laughs> tell me uh, but so yeah, I think I mean, I take it by that time then, like, obviously you're aware of the situation, like, the fucking, it's kind of, the army's in its demise, it's kind of undermanned, undermanned, it's, you know, struggling, recruiting, all these sort of fucking things are coming in, it's not the same as it used to be, kind of, we must have kind of been glad that you'd done your time by then. Mate, there's good friends of mine who are due out the army pretty soon, and they're, they're at the same stage that I was at, I just, yeah. we did They've enjoyed it. They've had a great. I've had a great. I had. I had a great tour. I had great tours. I had great job. I had great career. Made great friends for life. I would recommend the job to anybody. But it's just like everything, mate. You do something for long enough, you get fed up of it, and it's just that monotonous. And it's just sometimes, oh, was no, was no the same when I was there. Blah blah blah. And it's true. And everybody's going to get that way. Most people get that way, if not all of them. And you're just ready to ready to move on, mate. You know. I am not going to sit, you know, I hope I've not sounded negative about what, you know, our discussion here. I've loved every single minute of my army career. I would do it again in a flash. I would do it again, just like that. Go back out to Afghanistan, like that, bang, I would do it again. But it has changed, and I don't really think it's changed for the best. And it's speaking to everybody that I still speak to at Fort George. It's gotten worse, which it's, 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 quite, it's quite a sad you know, it's quite sad to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, and because we were lucky. I've been very lucky and you've been sort of lucky as well because we've been in the army when, you know, a good, what, 10, 15, 20 years being cutting about and you've been operational, eh? Yeah, they're doing operations, doing, you know, training other armies and all that, but they're not going to get anything. 
I don't think there'll be anything in the horizon like like there was for Iraq or Afghanistan. No, I don't think there's political or uh, public will for it. You know, if it was to kick off against somewhere, I don't think they, they could muster vote to, get, to, to deploy troops again. Uh, and I don't think the public would stand by it again, especially not after fucking Iraq, Afghan, unless it was like a, unless it was like an attack on the UK or something, then, it, you know, that's yeah. the only way I could see that anything was, that would ever happen in the near future. But, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't really keep on tabs with everything that people are doing in the army. I, mean, I, I keep in touch with a lot of, a good few of the guys in the fort and they just uh, like, it's there's no change it's it's gotten worse and blah 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 and you're kind of like christ yeah. but like i said to you i loved every minute of it like you know and i mean i don't really there's there's, there's a lot of changes coming in you've got like you've got lassies that are in the infantry and or, or they're aspiring to be infantry so that, that's grand i've got my feelings on it um i don't particularly think it's right i'm not saying that women shouldn't be in the army i don't think that for one minute i do think women should be in the army i mean there you have it, Afghanistan had a medic, female medic, and she was top dollar, mate. She was a hard charger. She'd done some very brave things, you know, and she was good at her job. But I'm just one of these geezers that they think that women should be in the infantry, and that's yeah. it. And that's another story. That's that's another blog, mate. That's another blog, definitely. You've got yeah, a blog, yeah. another blog there, like. But um, in, in, in conclusion, before we stop, um, Say that again, mate. I hope I haven't sounded negative. I've enjoyed. I hope I, I hope I haven't sounded uh, negative. No, it's um, been good fucking just hearing the crack, like, it's, and uh, like I never knew it. I never knew you'd done fucking so much in the in your career, like. I'd done a good bit, right? Yeah, you've done fucking. Yeah. You've had class jobs as well, like it's well, you know that's like what you'd aspire to do as you're progressing, like. As a jocks, the recce carrier, and then as you get to full screw deployment tour, platoon sergeant deployment tour, well platoon, then fucking sergeant major, and then all this sort of shit. You know, like everything that you've done there for me, you'd like that's me. That's ticking the box for um, like an I mean, ideal career prog prog uh, progression. Like, I mean, again, I could go into a lot more depth. I mean, you could go into more, a lot more depths and depth and things like you know. I mean, I mean. I've not had any problems, you know, like listening to some of the other um, blogs. I've not, I've not had any problems. Eh? Yeah. I mean, you know, the only problem I've ever had is that, you know, for a good long time, it was a lack of confidence. And that was just something that was like, maybe I should have just got a blooming wet wipe and wet my, you know, wiped <laughs> my wet fanny or something. Yeah, I mean, but, I never you know, had any major. You know, you know but you see, like, you know, when you're in an infantry battalion, you're going up the ranks and, you know, things are expected of you. You've got to have this this aura about you. You know, you've got to look like that, you know. I've always told, like, if you look like you know, you look like you know what you're doing. People generally, look, you know, leave you alone. And I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I just made it that sometimes I looked like I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And I was like that. Sometimes I was like that, that swan. Walking from, from such and such, walking from such and such a place back to my office. All right, all right, all right, all right, sir. All right, all right, David. All right, boy, how's it going? And as soon as I got into my office, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, the, the amount of times that I would, the amount of times that I would do the old bluff as well. It's like <laughs> you have to bluff me. You bluff your way through everything. It's like 
oh, oh. You're, are you are you are you good to go to teach the guys mortars in, in, in half an hour? You're like fucking right, yeah, no bother. You run, run up to your room, get the pamphlet. You're like fucking hell, what's going on? Um, but just random shit. Have you done this? Yeah. Aye, of course, sir. Aye. I, I, and like, as soon as you finish talking, you run away and get it done. And you know, just like you need to bluff, mate, because as soon as you, as soon as people start getting a negative view or like start thinking you're a bit of a shit, and then that's it. You, your career's kind of fucking. And I mean, it's not it's not necessarily like big tasks. It's just like little wee things, like little wee white lies here and there. You know what I mean? Um, to keep you fucking keep your your head below. Well, I mean. I'll tell you what, just again, just before we go, I used to have a, you know, I was quite, noon again, I would, you know, I used to throw my track, like, left, right, Chelsea, like, <laughs> you know, at the jocks and that, and you're just like, you know what, if I, I would just, I see after I'd done it, I'd have a place to sit, or like, make sure there's nobody in my office or something, and I would just like, sit with my head in my hands and go, what the fuck have I just done, like, why did I, what, what the fuck? That actually did not do that, laddie, the world of good. Yeah. And even like, mine's fennel that used to be in. Yeah. The ginger fennel. Mm-hmm. Here's a part, right, when I was doing Af- Afghan training, fennel, fennel for some reason lost a barrel of the GPMG in a wood block. <laughs> so this held up, this barrel, this lost barrel of a GPMG held up a company's move to a live firing range. So who who looked the asshole? Me. Mm-hmm. What did I do to Finnell? I burst them. Burst them. I shouldn't have burst them. There was no need for me to burst them. It was just me being a blooming flapping bam. That's what it was. If I just thought, right, we'll find. But you know who ended up finding, you know, the recce platoon ended up finding them. And that's what, that's what got me. Eh? That somebody <laughs> else had found his barrel. Eh? And that yeah. was embarrassing. I was like, oh. Fucking hell. There's no, need, there's no need to be, there's no need to be blooming like that. And I was just like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, sit with my head in my hands and just go, what did I just do then? What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, that was that. That's it. I think, I think we covered just about everything. Yeah. Christ, you could do about three blooming podcasts with my I know, blooming. mate. Listen, you could talk about you could literally just talk for hours and hours and hours if you went into depth of everything, but you know that's like over two hours now. I don't know, two, look, probably about two and a half hours, man. It's you ba- we barely just skimmed through, didn't we? There's so much mm. to talk about. It's fucking. It's really interesting getting like everyone's like uh, own perspective on things and like sort of like um, uh, views on like what they what they were doing or whatever at that time in their career or how they mm. thought that it was going to end up and it's cool just sitting down and talking like yeah I mean I think it's a good thing that you're doing like some some you know I think yeah I think people are not, maybe a lot more people would want to talk but I think a lot of people wouldn't want to do it I mean the, the thing is I've got when I say I've got no loyalty I do have loyalty but I don't does that make sense I mean I'm about the army so it means nothing I'm not saying anything which is like no, and like that's the thing. What we said is like, well, I said, uh, like, it's definitely not some, it's not a place where you should, people should be coming on and thinking that they're they're just going to bash the fucking army or bash this one person or bash their career or whatever for two hours. Like, no one's going to fucking want to hear that. Like, I don't want to hear it. I just, but what I just 
you know, if it ends up, if people end up going off on a tangent and then telling a story that gets them fucking fired up, whatever, like, yeah, no worries. Like, I'm not accountable to any cunt, and I don't think no. you either, but, yeah. Oh, I'm not. And, I'm like, not that, that guy anymore. I'm a city anymore. So I can yeah. say what I want. And if people didn't like it, they didn't like it. But I hope, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what happens now when you put in a suit? Um, probably Tuesday. So I'll probably go in Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. Or maybe Monday, I don't know. I'll just play around with it. <clears throat> But yeah, thanks, David. It's been absolute class. I can get to delve into your career and listen. All the things that you've done there that I never knew of, um, sniper platoon, like we said, bloody Kosovo, uh, uh, all these sort of things. Class. Yeah, so, gleaming sniper, So just, just so uh, I should have maybe put a bit more meat to the bones of the sniper thing. I don't know. It was a, a sniper cadder. Yeah. But it never, it never the fruition. I end up being wrecky. With that, I thought I was going. I thought I actually thought I was going to end up being the, sni the sniper <laughs> platoon. Like at, at the time, at the time it was the recce and the snipers were one. Yeah. The sniper. All right. Okay. Part, there wasn't like a sniper platoon and a recce platoon. So when we were doing our stuff uh, in the recce platoon at, at the time, if there wasn't a sniper pair, I was the sniper number. Uh, a sniper pair paired up. I was the number two for one of the shooters, but they hardly got used. Eh? Yeah. But that was. Anyways, there was a sniper platoon at the time. Yeah, but anyway, a good, uh, a good thing to have done. Good, good. It was good. But um, yeah, man, it was a fantastic talk. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, David. Right, well, I'll let you get to your kids and get them to bed and all sorts. Been holding you up. Yeah.